And welcome back, everyone. We are so happy to have you back on the show. Um, this is the 36th episode of our Radio Arma podcast. Um, it's been a long time, Cyrus. How are you? Yeah, yeah, it has been. Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be picking up um, this amazing project that we have, um, you know, introducing uh, a lot of information and news uh, to the community and about what's happening. Um, so I'm really happy to be back. And mm. but yeah, th there's a story, Cyrus, behind the fact that we were absent. I mean, uh, well, there's I mean, a lot th of things to say here. I mean, there's kind of a story. I mean, I. I think we both we, we both got bored of armor for a bit, didn't we? I I actually uh, it's not only being bored. I I really had a breakdown on armor. I mean, I really got sick of it. Too much involvement, too much things to do, to say, to 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 discover, and and oh my god, I I'm just taking things slow now. And back to the community, and back to you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, mm -hmm. And what about you, Cyrus? What happened? Well, I think my regular groups of people just kind of stopped playing. And so I had no one to play with. And so I stopped playing and there wasn't anything really for me to do. And oddly enough, the reason I came back was because the, the vehicle communist who I had on, uh, I think he was the last guest officially yeah, that we had on. Yeah, episode 35, yeah, indeed. I think so. Um, he... he normally runs his events on a Thursday night British time while I'm working here in Australia when it's Friday. But he randomly had an event on a Friday night. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll come along. And then after that, they were like, oh, you should come along with this other thing after and, that. So and, I came and along with that. one thing and into it, another. It, that... Yeah, and then Operation Green X 2 started and I was in that. And now it's, yeah, yeah, now I'm playing Armour again. Well, that's the story, guys. This is why we're back, and we are so happy to be back um, to to you all and to bring you the insights on what's happening inside the game, inside communities, inside mods as well. That's very important, uh, and and obviously inside Bohemian Interactive as well. That's uh, one of the topic mm. of the day. But we'll uh, be talking about that just after. Just a word on what has changed in this podcast. Uh, we have. Uh, done uh, a few changes to make the podcast more entertaining and more professional may i say um basically well, we I mean, have for you at least well for me at least yeah <laughs> but i mean we we've um we've changed uh slightly changed the format uh you'll see throughout the this this episode we are going to be putting more topics in one episode so that each topic is less long um uh, you know it's it's shorter and hopefully. um hopefully <laughs> and um it's more you know it's more entertaining you don't spend an hour and a half or an hour listening to, to, to four guys just talk about the same topic because um, that can be long, obviously. And and introducing a new jingle as well because the other one was really long. So new jingle uh, that was created by Laxman. Here it goes. Yeah. 
And so welcome back, everyone. So happy to have you again on this topic, on this uh, podcast, sorry. Uh, topics of the day. <laughs> topics of the day. We are first going to be talking to uh, Nasso1715 mod. Uh, so the two guys from their mod team are, have come to, to um, give you an update on their progress uh, because we find here at at Radio Armor that this this mod is just completely amazing and it, it's really unique. So more on that in, in just a moment. And then second topic will be Armor 3 2.0 update, Cyrus. That's a mm -hmm. big topic and well... it's a really important one as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, mean, I know there's lots of mixed feelings in the community about about the the label 2.0, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to talk to Yoris about it. Well, Yoris Jan, as uh, Cyrus just said, is going to be coming on the show to um, to talk about um, this update, why it's here, how it was made, and all the features, obviously, that it brings. Uh, but first. We're introducing a new segment to this um, podcast. Cyrus, go ahead. All right. So we, we talked about this for a little bit. Um, some things that people might find interesting. And I was thinking, like, everyone knows all the standard mods that you run with. You know, everyone downloads CBA. Everyone plays with Ace. Everyone uses either Task Force Radio or Acre, depending on which camp you fall in. But no one really looks at the new mods that are coming out and boy are there a lot of new mods so i've been uh strolling trawling through the uh the mod list on the workshop and uh, i've pulled out a few mods that came out just this week actually uh just so that um just as a little taster and of, of some things that you could uh be interested in adding to your list so flash i've got some mods for you Oh yeah, introduce us to some new mods. We're always okay. very greedy about um, new content, new new features to, to add to Armor 3. Very nice. So the way I'm breaking this down, there's going to be basically three types of mod each week or fortnight or month, however long we're doing these podcasts in between. Um, I'm going to grab a faction mod, I'm going to grab a map, and I'm going to grab maybe a weapon mod or a vehicle mod, depending on what's available. Those tend to be a little bit more rare. Can't wait to um, hear about that. So the uh, the faction mod that I've had a look at this week is called Eastwind Rearmed. It's um, a mod that basically adds more variations to your standard CSAT uniforms uh, and and soldiers. It's I think its idea is that it's uh, CSAT before. Um, the, the events of Armor 3, because a lot of this stuff looks like older gear or uh, gear that you'd see used in in like a modern theatre, basically. Now, I think I've seen a mod like this before, um, long ago. I can't remember what it was called. It might have been the Community Upgrade upgrade Project, or it may even have just been uh, East Wind Rearmed uh, under a different name, because there are a few different ones. Um, specifically, they've done uh, the, the AAF and the FIA before, but this new one that's come out this week is for CSAT and Livonia. Uh, so, it, yeah, basically, if you're looking to upgrade your uh, CSAT and your Livonian defense forces to, to a more modern day uh, scenario, then that's a really good mod for you. 
Um, the only thing I will say, though, is it does use RHS, which makes it a little bit less good in my mind because I don't like having those dependencies. But, I mean, if you've already got RHS, go nuts. Wouldn't that mean um, that it's a, a retextured version? Well, it it's not. So that's what's kind of weird about it. It's It's using what I think is uniforms from the base game with modified camouflage. So, for example, I think what they've done is they've taken the standard NATO uniform from the game and then given it a CSAT-style camouflage so that it doesn't look so futuristic. And then they've used some of the weapons out of RHS and just put them on the units, if that makes sense. Anyway, That does, indeed. Hmm. But, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Um, the only thing I will say, though, and, and if the mod developer is listening, you should check all of your units because some of them don't have rifles. Oh, isn't, isn't uh, I mean, did, did they not, like, uh, uh, call them unarmed or something? Well, it was, it was odd. It, it seemed to be every, every other unit. I don't know if maybe, like, one of the, the rifles was missing in my mod files or something, but, yeah, it, it just no, seemed that, like every that other would have one been, didn't have it. That would have displayed an error or something. Mm. Okay. Who knows? Yeah, but anyway, that's, that's the faction out of the way. Now, the, the map this, uh, this week, which I think I was, I was lucky to pick it up. I only saw it because uh, Ice, uh, Icebreaker himself tweeted it out. It's called Ruggiero Island, or Ruggiero Kingdom, specifically, is how it's uh, written on the uh, on the workshop. And from what I understand, this is a rebuild or a reimagining of an armed assault map by the same name. G- give the name again. R- Ruggiero Kingdom. R-E-G-E-R-O. That doesn't ring um, a bell, but maybe, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's got bits and pieces of a few other things. So it's got, I think it actually has the map, The Proving Grounds, which I think comes in the Cup map mods. Um, but it's it's like a section of the map in the middle. And then the rest of the map is expanded out from there. Um, it It's an interesting terrain. Um, it's It's got lots of desert, a fair bit of jungle, which uh, like Icebreaker loves making his uh, detailed... Uh, jungle terrains, at least from what I can tell. And um, it looks fairly fun for like a tank warfare or maybe like some aerial combat. Um, It's got a lot of different styles of terrains in there. And look, if you're looking for a new map to play on, definitely pick this one up. Icebreaker's maps are always top quality. Um, The the last one that I've got here for you is a weapon mod. And you, you will have seen this one. Since I looked at it, this one has actually popped up in the, the recommended list. And it's it's the ROA G19 made by someone called Roanoke. Um, he's fairly unknown in regards to that. I don't think he's got any uh, any other mods that I can see. Uh, just quickly looking here. Oh, he's got 10 mods on the workshop. All seem to be similar style things, different pistols, different weapons, and bits like that. He's even got a JSRS mod for one of them. That's kind of cool. But um, what he's got here is a a G19, and um, it's a really high-quality pistol mod. Um, Not everyone's cup of tea, I understand. You tend not to pull your side armor out in armor at all, but it's a cool little one that I think would go nicely in, like, a single-player mission if you were going to do, like, a John Wick-style mission or something like that. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 a really high quality model. It's got a lot of attachments to it, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, the only criticism I have for it uh, is that the compensator add-on for it sounds like a suppressor for some reason. Don't know why. Weird little bug, but I'm sure he'll fix that. Maybe uh, it's got its own... is that is that a sound mm-hmm. problem? Probably. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I you put the you put the compensator on. It sounds like it's suppressed. You take it off. It sounds like it should. So I think it might just be it's a config error using the wrong sounds. But that's fine. Um, the the mod itself, like the model's really good, as I already said. But it's also got custom animations for the reload, which look really cool. Um, definitely worth picking up, even if you're just looking for something cool just to fiddle with on your own. Probably not one that you're going to add to a large mod list if you're a bunch of uh, if you've already got a bunch of mods. But it's yeah, it's it's a nice one there. Uh, links to all these will be in the description of the podcast below. And um, yeah, that's it. That's that's what I've trolled out of the workshop for you this week. That's fantastic. Let's move on for uh, a, our first topic of the of the uh, of the podcast. This is a very nice update to have uh, from this amazing mod. Is uh, is Naso twenty. Uh, 1715 sorry ah, we, uh, it, we, we, we should have talked about that earlier because we've already had this conversation it's Nassau right Okay, it's my pronunciation. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, right. You, well, you can you can correct me on on the show. That's completely fine. My pronunciation is uh, often very bad. But this project has uh, uh, well started a few years ago in December. The p- first forum Bohemian Tractor forum posts was posted on december 30 uh, 31st of 2016 um so that is really old um and uh the devs are well from from what i picked up from the posts it's probably they can correct me on the show but uh i i found they were composed of six uh nine devs uh, and artists of all all types, uh, and of which you can find two historical advisors. More on that in 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 a moment. Uh, they currently have a solid five stars rating um, for their amazing mod. Uh, re- recently, well deserved. Um, yeah, well deserved, and and well deserved as well. They were recently quoted by uh, Karel Moriki, uh, which is one of the uh, main. Um, architects of armor. Uh, he quoted them in an interview he had uh, he made for Level Magazine. But he quoted them, uh, and that just means how how impressive the the mod is. So if you haven't tested that mod, be sure to go and subscribe on the workshop or download it uh, through through the the forum page. Um, introducing here to talk about Naso Delta Hawk. Uh, his his real name is Tim. He's thirty three years old. He's uh, his real life job is electronical power and control student. Uh, so he's he's still in in school. Is that it, Tim? Uh, yes. Hopefully, I'll be getting a job pretty soon. <laughs> That's completely <laughs> fine. And and um, so your role, your role. Sorry, in the um. In the community, in the in the mod, sorry, in the mod team, is project manager, lead artist, historical advisor, and ship 
ship what? How do you pronounce that? Uh, shipwright. I've, shipwright. I've basically made the, the ships for NASA 1715. Okay, so you're, th- you're the 3D modeler, basically. Is that it? Yes, yes. Okay, fantastic. And we mm-hmm. have also from that mod, Bloodwin. His real name is Bastian. Uh, he's 22 years old. He's uh, studying computer science. He's the lead scripter. So basically, he's the guy that makes all the magic happen. Happens. Uh, and so, so hi and and welcome, guys. We're really happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks hey. for having us. So, yeah, let's 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 dive in directly into into um, into the mod and what's what's happened since we last talked. Uh, the development team's life. Um, what's new? Uh, t- did you did you pick up new devs to work with you? Um, and and how's the team going? Oh, well, I guess to start off, um, yeah, we picked up uh, a couple new devs to help out with with some things. Uh, we've added a lot since the last update. Since um, we first had this interview about a year ago, we've actually mm. got a, a lot accomplished. Yeah, well, you've you've added the new ship to the mod now, haven't you? So you, I think when we last spoke, there was only the sloop and, and the goal. Now, now you've got the frigate as well. Yes, that's correct. So, for, for my for my culture, for my personal culture, a frigate is a bigger boat. Is that it? Uh, well, I guess what what we consider a frigate, this would be considered a frigate. It does have two main decks to it, with one main gun deck, and you could call it a frigate back then during this time period they didn't call them frigates they just called them a ship uh, okay. but yeah we we would we, we could call it a frigate okay fantastic and how okay. how did how did covid impact your work i mean did you did you uh slow down and and have troubles with with producing some some updates for your mod how did that work actually for me as a student it helped a lot <laughs> covid um, <laughs> Um, so university was uh, from home via um, video link and so on. So I could maybe in the afternoon work some on the mod. And um, yeah, we also didn't only add a new ship. It was uh, we did a lot of uh, other improvements. I think from my my side, uh, about ninety five percent of the old scripts were like changed or modified somewhat. Um, I rewrote most of the systems, like the action system and so on. So. Yeah, that's right. You've got a really unique system for for it, don't you? Uh, yes, uh, I hope um, to somewhat uh, like have uh, re- rethought the armor action system. Like you know, the, the thing mm-hmm. where you walk somewhere, use the mouse wheel, and so on, um, to a you know action point based system where you just have one action per point and click one key, and then it gets executed. And maybe you have a fancy icon for that also. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also something special, we have that uh, drag and drop um, action system with the cannon aiming. Yeah, so, yeah, you do too. So yeah, you, you hold the button down and then like aim up and down. Or actually around with the swivel guns, I suppose, too. Cool. 
So yeah, all so, of that got improved basically. And <laughs> yeah, can, on that on that topic, especially, can can you run us through the different uh, new assets and features that you have added? Uh, you talked about that new that new ship, uh, those new functionalities. What have you been adding uh, this year to to the mod? Oh wow. Uh... Quite a bit, really. Uh, besides the frigate, we've added another boat that players can use to go from the ships to the land. Uh, we've added new English soldiers, which represent Woods Rogers' independent company that he took with him to Nassau. Uh, we've added a, a few weapons, a blunderbuss, which is a very unique weapon. And we've also added quite a few features, too. Okay, what what kind of features? Go ahead and, and describe those features um, for our listeners. Uh, one of the things that we've added, um, and this is wonderful work that Blood One has done with it, uh, we've added the ability to use flags or ensigns or jacks for the front of the frigate. So you oh, can okay. so you you can actually add a flag in the front of the of the ship. Is that it? Yes, on the front of the frigate, there's a jack staff that you can add uh, a jack. They they call that flag a jack, and you can add that flag. Man, only okay. in this, only in armor, can you see a mod this crazy, and only in this mod can you find uh, s such amazing features. I'm I'm just stunned <laughs> at uh, t just to hear this kind of thing. I mean, I could not That's, have dreamt. I could not have dreamt to, to to see this kind of mods in in previous games. I mean, were they that, well, this kind of mods in, in previous games? I mean, so, I certainly so. not in armor. Like, I, I don't think I've seen mods that are like to the scale of this uh, in any other game. If I'm being honest, hey, I, I've got I've got a question that just uh, that just uh, spawned in my mind. Uh, it, it, if do you guys know Operation Flashpoint? I mean, the first. Uh, Armor game, um, would would it have been possible to have all those features in armor? I mean, in Operation Flashpoint, or I mean, is it really Armor Three that is bringing you the 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 possibility of of all that that development and that that uh, those possibilities basically? Yeah, that might be a question you'd have to ask Bohemia. I know nothing <laughs> of scripting for uh, OFP. Um, so when, when Flashpoint got released, I just checked, uh, I was three years old. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. Uh, well, um, that's Okay. That. My um, bad, guys. My bad. Flash is feeling old now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, and, um, well, um, for the sailing part, we used the, these, uh, for Armour 3 newly added, um, physics, uh, features like at force and at talk. I think they are from, ah, from physics. yeah, they and, would be. Um, so that would be a limitation. But other than that, I've been told the engine is uh, yeah, not the same, but well, the same base, the same, so yeah. kind of the I same. Think, yeah, I think it would have been a problem for scripting because the the scripting in in um, Operation Flashpoint was uh, SQS instead of SQF, but that doesn't that just changes the the way you you write uh, the code. But um, it had l way less features 
uh, and scripting commands. So maybe maybe you would never have dreamt of, of this kind of mod. We we will have to ask uh, Marek Spaniel, uh, CEO of Bohemia Interactive, when we grab him on the show, if we manage to grab him on the show. Um, back to the yeah, back back <laughs> to the main topic. Um, what are the key roles in your team? Uh, I mean, who does what? And was I right saying that there were nine people in your in your team? Uh, well, we have Yoda. He's a 3D artist. He has helped made some of the, the props and some of the weapons. Uh, Killer Cat, who is helping us with some of the 3D modeling and uh, damage configurations for all the different weapons. And then uh, we have, of course, Martrin. He he helps with how the ships sell to make sure that they sell authentically, uh, which is very very unique for a video game. Mm. And I'm I'm probably going to butcher his name. L A Xman, Xman. He's doing the sounds for uh, some of the Nassau's ass- assets. Okay, yeah, he, he oh. he's done our, our little jingle too. Yeah, that's 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 Luxman, Luxman. Luxman. Yeah. Okay, okay. And he's he's <laughs> indeed, yeah, he's he's one of the major. He's a veteran of the community doing sounds in in Armor Three and in for mods. So that's great that you have his his support uh, for your mods because that guy is a genius. He's the Armor Sound Guru, really. He really is. I, I think he's been, I remember him from way back. I think even before Eden, he was doing some sound mods. And then we also have Luca too. He uh, He's our lead map uh, creator. And he okay. helps with a lot of the configurations for the weapons and the uniforms too. It's a key role, I guess. He's our <laughs> only uh, terrain maker and he made the lovely uh, islands of Cat K. And he's I, also working I, on. I'm, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to 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 throw a joke here in the podcast. But but Ooh, quick, how, everyone, what, get ready. What kind? Uh, what kind of terrain do you build for <laughs> a C mod? <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of interesting in a way. You you think with a with an ocean it'd be pretty simple, but what really made these events happen in real life is in the Florida Keys and in the Bahamas, uh, there was a lot of sandbars that prevent that prevented certain ships from killing. So while you may not see it underneath the water, the sandbars do play a huge role. Oh, that okay. is super interesting, indeed. Okay, so uh, so actually, do, do we can we can we navigate everywhere in your oceans, or is there other sound sand bands? Is that how you call them? In the Cat K map, on the east side of the islands, there's a lot of sandbanks, and you have to be careful where you navigate through those sandbanks, or you could run aground. Okay, oh. sandbanks. Sorry for my pronunciation. Right, sandbanks, then. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. We. So you were saying uh, you were talking about your the team. So you have that um, lead map uh, terrain maker, uh, mm-hmm. which obviously did a, an amazing job recreating the Bahamas. Is that what what I heard? Um, yes, I, uh, I think we had it on the in the last show too. Um, Katka is a real island in the Bahamas. Um, I think Tim knows more about it, but uh, yeah, he basically recreated it in armor, and I think he did a lovely job. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's a nice little map. I like it. 
it, it's it's a real map. You could go onto uh, Google Maps right now and look at it. Um, it's a, they're private islands right now. Ooh, okay. But they were used by pirates back in the early 18th century. Well, there you go, um, ladies and gentlemen. You can actually take a boat or a a, uh, a ship. Sorry, you don't call them boats. Uh, call them ships. Uh, take a, a ship with your crew and go and deal uh, rum on those islands <laughs> and get... So you uh, probably don't want to do it. Kake is a private island right now. You'll probably get in trouble if you do that. <laughs> yeah, but do it in Armour 3. That's uh, way more yeah, fun. Yeah, Armour 3 is safer. Go go go! Get virtually <laughs> drunk. I might have the uh, Bahama police asking me why uh, people are going to Cat K <laughs> after after listening to an Armor Three podcast. Um, but yeah, we, we, I mean, let's. Uh, I think let's there have been some some tourists to Altus, so it might happen. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Um, wait, 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 Altus is a real island. Yeah, oh my or god, yeah. Cyrus! What? <laughs> No, for real. Yeah. This is the first time I've okay. ever heard of this. What? Okay, this guy, this guy is off the podcast. <laughs> what? My mind has just been blown. I thought this was a fictional island. Did what? It, it is. Yeah. It is. And I think that uh, Stratus is also. Um, yeah, it's true. They are um, real uh, life. Uh, and that's what is, um, that's actually a topic that we will be covering this off. Uh, just after um, in the podcast with uh, with our, our next guest uh, that is coming from Bohemian Interactive, but um, for the for the little story, uh, Bohemian Interactive devs at just before the release of Armor Three were uh, imprisoned in um, in uh, in Greece Greek. because they were trespassing on Greek uh, territories and and taking photos of Greek islands to reproduce Altis and Stratus. That's fun, fun, uh, fun um, story. But um, that's, I mean, that will be you, for, you next, for fun, next time. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't fun at the time. No, not for, not for them, not for them. But uh, you know, you, we can we can still um, laugh about it afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to back to NASA. Sorry, how how did you how did you pronounce it? Go ahead and and smack me behind the head. I, I've always heard it pronounced as Nassau. Ah, fantastic. Um, I actually looked something up. So uh, Nassau, call it Nassau, mm -hmm. um, it's a, a German or rather Central European dynasty. So I, as a German, I would pronounce it Nassau. I don't know. It's just, it's just, don't worry. It's just Cyrus and his weird accent from the other side fine. of the world, you know. Also, how English pronounce it and uh, other countries pronounce it. It's just one of those weird language things. And so um, you guys have uh, added, so you, you talked about all the features that you added uh, and, and you talked about the different people in your team. One thing that is uh, troubling me now is what is a historical advisor? Uh, Tim, you, you are a historical advisor. That's, that's your current status in the, in the mod, so in the mod team. Uh, what does that mean? What do you do? Oh, well, I find these events very, very interesting. I think it's something that resonates with a lot of people, and I like 
researching this stuff. A lot of people, we look at movies like Pirates of the Caribbean and we get an idea of what these events were. But when you actually look at the, the real history behind these events, it's actually very, very interesting. So do you research events, um, 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 actual places, uh, costumes, that kind of thing? Yes. And is, is I mean, how do you create those, those the, the ships? I mean, do you have real life uh, examples or blueprints or that kind of thing? How do you end up with a, a ship that complex? The, the frigate is based on the real ship, the HMS Blanford of 1719. Uh, she had a couple of sister ships. The most famous would be the HMS Greyhound, which is a real ship. Uh, she's one of very few English men of war who have actually fought pirates are from the east coast of, of America. But to research it, there's a book that I used to research all the different parts of the ship. And there are several other references that I have used to help uh, make that 3D model, too. Okay, so your research goes through a lot, of, obviously a lot of internet, I guess, but also a lot of reading. Is that it? What, what kind of uh, books do you read to get all those <laughs> that knowledge? Uh, well, I'll go. There's, there's a couple books I have on my bookshelf about this stuff. Uh, let me see. I'm going to have to grab it in a second. But <laughs> I, I do have quite a few books. Um, a lot of them are different. Let me grab this book real quick because it'll be a lot easier to, t uh, to tell you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, he's just dropping his mic and throwing him, himself on the on the bookshelf. Uh, well, we well. Yeah, while well, while we wait for him and his book, um, why don't you, Bloodwin, go uh, drive us through the event that you guys organized uh, a few weeks ago, days ago, mm -hmm. weeks ago? Yeah, weeks ago. Um, I think uh, you, Cyrus, um, you, you you participated in in no, this event. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. I, I wanted oh, you to, missed it. but sadly, okay. three a.m. my time was uh, well, a bit. Oh early. yeah, that's that's harsh. Okay, well, I missed it, and I am very sad about it. But uh, you can find plenty of videos about the uh, of the of the event uh, on YouTube. We'll be sure to put some links, obviously, in the in the description. Um, yeah, Bloodwin, drive us through that event. What triggered that event? What was the need, uh, and and how did it go? Uh, so basically, I think after developing the mod and never playing, never playing the mod, um, uh, we finally wanted to like do a PvP mission and don't know to somewhat uh, do a stress test, but also to have fun, and that was the intention behind that event. Um, I wasn't really involved that much uh, into the planning, um, but uh, we had two frigates. Or one frigate and one sloop versus one frigate and one sloop. And um, I think uh, in theory, uh, the, the, the task or the goal was to um, loot a Spanish or, or partially sunken Spanish uh, frigate. Uh, but I think uh, in the end, it turned out by just uh, to just a ship v ship battle. But it was, I, I've been told it was a lot of fun. I couldn't attend. <laughs> okay, oh, so I the, had to do. the so videos, yeah, but the, I the videos I saw, 
the videos I saw of the of the event uh, were were com completely crazy. I mean, we we had a, a French uh, unit that attended uh, that was on a uh, I think an a British commanded um, ship. Uh, they and they and they were playing as as the Spanish. It was Spanish versus uh, pirates. Is that it? I I can't recall. I think it something was like that. British, British privateers yeah. versus pirates. That's yeah. it. So British against pirates, and they were, uh, you know, in the in the British um, side, and they actually ramped themselves into the other ship and and aborted it. I mean, um, how do you call that? Not aborted it. Bo they, bo bo boarded it. They boarded yeah. it, and and. Um, and they they threw themselves on the other ship and well actually lost, uh, but <laughs> but it was it was amazing to watch. So we we really encourage you to go and and check out the videos. Uh, there are it's also, actually quite hard to do that, by the way. It is. I, I, yeah. I, I've, I've sailed those ships. It's very hard to get them close together if they don't want to be close together. And and yeah, obviously Martin made sure of that. <laughs> uh, that's uh, the guy. That's the, the shipwright. <laughs> and in 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 this process, obviously, there were a lot of funny events where uh, where the the boats collided and the the like the physics didn't work, and and then it it just ended up in some basic armor armor um, uh, um, uh, physics problems, and it was super funny, and and it ended up in <laughs> in, in a great great show. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have Tim, maybe, maybe Tim can talk about that event. Is he back? Yes. Uh, he back. is, and but your microphone is a bit far from your, from your mouth, I think. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah, it, it was a fun event and, uh, the main purpose why I wanted to do it was to stress test it and Bloodwind did an excellent job, uh, with his work, um, you know, this, this is Arma. It's not uncommon to shoot a a truck into into space and for the most part we're doing something with ships having players walk around we had 40 players walk around on these ships while they were moving which which ocean. is completely crazy because uh for the record for the for people that are unfamiliar with armor physics you cannot uh, basically you cannot uh, walk inside a truck uh, at the back of the truck. Basically, you just sit and you're static. You cannot like move around inside a tank. See what I mean? Uh, you're you're just fixed. And here in this mod, you can actually, while the ship is moving, you can actually go from uh, the the back to to the front uh, uh, in real time, which is completely crazy. Yeah, and he he did a great job on it. You know, we didn't have any ships go out into outer space. Uh, we didn't have mm -hmm. anything crazy, too crazy happen. There was one little tiny glitch, but it, it wasn't really all that big. But for the most part, it's amazing, uh, Blood One's work on this mod. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so we really encourage you guys to to go and check this this mod out. Um, what are your future project, guys? What are you? Do you have a special features that you go, you, you're planning to to release to the mod? Uh, what are what are your future future plans for the mod? So, for the near future, um, we have some smaller things planned. Um, I think they have to be. They're not announced yet, so I want to hear. But um, Ooh, generally, okay. um, secrets. Ah, 
In general, I would say mm -hmm. um, we would like to improve the damage system. So right now, um, so uh, Killer Cat I, mm -hmm. uh, is, the, is a new new member of the team. He uh, improved the damage system. Um, so currently, it works like um, when you hit a ship with a cannonball. Um, depending on the distance to the waterline, the ship will receive uh, um, a hole, and it will oh. slowly, slowly, uh, but surely um, sink. And uh, pl players can prevent that by pumping. <laughs> so every ship has a, every ship has a pump, and uh, yeah, and with the pumping, they also over time uh, repair these holes. Uh, and, uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. the current system. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I've I've seen that. I've seen that. Uh, I mean, I've seen a sinking live on on one of the videos that that we'll put for you in the description. Uh, the 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 um, the ship actually sinks, and you can actually like step on top of it while it's sinking and be the like the last man sinking <laughs> with the with the ship. <laughs> it's completely terrific, guys. You can actually feel your own ship sink and and see your own death coming very soon. <laughs> and and one thing that I think we forgot to mention in with this mod, which is completely insane, is the cannon system guys the cannon system you can actually shoot real uh, uh how do you call them uh, bullets shots it's not shots shots to an enemy ship um and and you'll have the animation the recall animation for for your own for your own um uh, cannon you you you'll have the effects of that uh, shot uh, going through space and physics towards the enemy, and you can actually see it coming towards you, which is extremely frightening. I've seen I've seen a, a French uh, guy recording his his uh, pov. Uh, he had to duck to to avoid a, a shot aiming straight uh, straight at his head. Um, it's completely amazing. So we really encourage you to to go and check out this mod. It's fantastic. And and now I want you guys to to tell us what do you most need in your team or in your mod uh, nowadays. Um, what's the what's what's the biggest need in your in your modding team? Uh, maybe we can have people try to help you out and and actually. Um, move the mod further than it's already is well one thing with this mod it being called nassau 7 1715 we don't have a nassau map but so we do want to make a nassau nassau is a city of new providence island in the bahamas it's actually a vacation area that you can go to right now the same place where these pirates were uh, but okay. we would we would like to make that island but we need artists to help make all the different buildings and assets on that island. Right, of course, because we don't exactly have uh, 1715 buildings in Armour 3, do we? Nope, yeah, you, sure you obviously can't use uh, an Altis Greek style <laughs> uh, building. <laughs> no thanks. So, so basically you need 3D modelers, is that it? 3D modelers or, or object designers? And uh, and scripters too. And scripters, okay. Well, for, scripting for, support. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, script, 
Scripting support, uh, yes, would be really helpful. Um, but I also want to mention one more thing uh, that maybe the community can help with. Um, I've just looked at the workshop, workshop and I think uh, Nassau is lacking missions. So guys, make missions for Nassau. Uh, I will play them. And if you need help uh, with, for example, sailing mechanics, so on, uh, I can help you. I wrote a sail system, so I'm happy <laughs> to help you. <laughs> well, that that's something that we might mention. You, you wrote uh, a sailing guide is that it tell us uh, more about the, it not the guide uh, or the the how the sailing works is uh, was done by um, martyring um he's the, the shipwright um and he basically designed the values uh, what happens depending on so like you have to set the sail some to some degree and then uh, depending on where the wind comes from the ship gets pushed and uh, I wrote that system, and Maturin basically defined all the val values for it, and uh, what, what to add, and yeah, basically mocked me until it was, uh, and until he said it, it's now a, a perfect simulation or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks terrific. So you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. We need people to help create buildings, create maps. And scripting, um, so SQF, is that it, uh, Bloodwin, mainly? Mm -hmm. Okay, the SQF, maybe some config or something, I don't know. Um, but you can you can get in touch with the uh, NASO 1715 uh, mod um, and and actually um, you know show them show them what you what you know how to do. I mean, what you can do. See see if you can uh, help them out. Create your create scenarios. Send them to Bloodwin. He'll he'll happily play them and and and, uh, and hop them into the official mod for for a great campaign and uh, a pirate campaign. I want to see that man. I want to I want a real good campaign with with uh, with uh, uh, Jack Sparrow's uh, voice acting on top of it. <laughs> well, I hear Johnny Depp's looking for work now, so. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Let's let's contact him. Fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, um let's move to the end of this interview, guys. And and one thing that is completely new to this podcast is we have asked our guests to provide a music or um song that is uh well according to them um representing themselves who they are what they do and so let's start up with tim listen to that So that was the fantastic Leave No Man Behind by Hans Zimmer. The Hans it Zimmer. Sounds familiar. Is that for, is it from a movie? Yeah, uh, it is. It's from uh, Black Hawk Down. Ah, that'd be yes. That from makes sense. Black Hawk Down, and it, I I found it was a very it, it, strangely it doesn't fit a war yeah. a war a war it, it, uh, that, that sounded film. very piratey. Yeah, that, that actually sounded one. very, yeah, very Nassau-like, like, like very, mm. very on a on a code code of honor for the pirates, you know. Uh, but one thing that uh, Tim, you you told me is that um, you you cannot really identify one 
um, specific music that would define you? And, and why is that? Can you tell us more about that? Uh, I've, well, I've been to a lot of different places. I've done a lot of different things and it's just not possible to take all those experiences and put them into a, a three minute long song. Nice. At least that's, that's how I feel about it. I okay. see. So the next one is for Bloodwind. Listen to that. Okay, um, Bloodwind, can you please pronounce the name of that uh, song? Because I will not do it because it's probably in German or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's from the game Gothic 2 and from the add-on um, Night of the Raven or Die Nacht des Raben. Um, and um, people that have played that game might now uh, feel very nostalgic after hearing that song. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I picked that song because uh, my name, Bloodwind, is from that game. Um, and, okay. uh, it's, and the song sounded piratey. <laughs> and it does, indeed. But it, one thing is very uh, cool is that I, I found that the both, both music that, that you guys uh, selected have the same pace, the same, the same flow. See what I mean? You guys seem uh, like you're both in the same cohesion, in the same flow, and you're you're both, you know, running a mod on a boat uh, towards the setting sun, and and you know, driving through <laughs> the armor community, or I mean, sailing through the armor community, uh, just like that. It's fantastic. Very poetic. Yeah, very poetic. <laughs> Anyways, guys, it was a pleasure having you and we hope to see you very very soon on the show uh, to give us an update on the NASO mod it was um, quite a, a challenge to organize uh, because the time zones are a bitch uh, but that's uh, another topic uh, thanks for coming guys thank you so much no problem thank you for having us And Armour 3 is now seven years old, uh, published on October 14th and including uh, new features like the COF Grey uh, course of action, uh, Black P07, uh, is, that, is that weapon, Cyrus? I don't remember. Yeah, it's one of the pistols, those, I think. Uh, pistols. Yeah, one of the NATO ones. And one of the most uh, um, weighted, uh, awaited uh, changes is the ARID CTRG equipments. So, uh, meaning uh, oh, okay. basically reskins. Yeah, reskins of, of the actual uh, tropical CTRG uh, uniforms and, and so on. Uh, added uh, insignias and eau de combat, which is a perfume and uh, its box. Uh, we have had. Arma update 2.00, which is a big uh, 
uh, big milestone for Arma 3. And with us uh, to talk about it today, Joris Jan Vant Land. I hope I'm not destroying your last name, man. Welcome to the show, Joris. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for the invitation. You... I was actually quite impressed by your pronunciation. Uh, oh, many people struggle with fantastic. That. So I didn't mess it up. So uh, from what you sent me, you are 37 years old. Uh, your official job title at Bohemia Interactive, because yes, you are from Bohemia Interactive, is uh, Arma 3 Project Lead. And that's an information for conspiracy YouTubers. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, and uh, you I, have... I kind of want you to now because I no, have no, no idea no, what you're talking no, about. No, that is not the topic, no. I also don't uh... know what he's talking about. <laughs> Okay, so and you've been you've been uh, working on all of Arma 3's releases. Um, have you been working on previous uh, releases of Arma titles? Uh, yes, because effectively I've been with Bohemia uh, going on to two decades now. So that's wow. basically from almost the start. Uh, like our original Operation Flashpoint, I was still part of the community about one year before its release. And since then, I've uh, had the opportunity to work with Bohemia. Like the first thing I did was a multiplayer mode for Operation Flashpoint called Sector Control. Ooh. And since then, basically every Arma, I've had some kind of direct or indirect uh, part of part of it. Mm, part of the work. Okay. So two decades. Does that mean you started when you were seventeen? Yeah, because I think my uh, high school one of my high school internships was like a summer trip to prague that's the first oh. time i met uh, marek and uh, bohemia when it was still like eight people or something wow so nice. that, that is lucky. fantastic so a great career at bohemia interactive and still going on obviously and we hope that it's 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 not going to stop because the, the job you're doing with the game is is fantastic and we're going to be talking about it um so here's some feedback provided by the community. Uh, we have L from uh, our Discord community that writes... So is, is this about the, the 2.0 update? Yeah, that is completely oh, okay. about it, yeah. Um, so we have, uh, I was saying, L on Discord um uh that writes i'm a bit disappointed to be honest it is incredible that armor still gets updates but 2.0 usually marks a development milestone and we're getting a few reskins and a firing drill question mark mm. i i remember seeing that conversation it went on for a while they were talking about how was it 1.5 we got like eden in was that was that right yeah, somewhere around there, like one five four, or it's one of those versions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. It wasn't like exactly on one point five then that we got it. Okay. I should know because I was in adding the Easter eggs <laughs> to the Course of Fire Gray, and I had to match all the versions. But there's been so many updates that it's hard for me to match them perfectly. Oh, okay. I'll have to look a little closer at that uh, that firing drill. Stella Strella on Twitter writes, the ability to easily share composition has been a lot of fun. Getting to see quite a few really creative ways people have used some of the more simple armor assets has been inspiring. 
I've enjoyed also going back through some of my old missions to pick out things worth sharing. Mm, uh, yeah, I, I have liked that feature, being able to like go out and just grab your compositions and share them is, is something I didn't realize we needed, but is really good. And Yoris, you'll be able, obviously, to talk more about it and, and the story behind all that. Uh, One Mad Panda on Twitter writes, it uh, did not feel like a 2.0 update. It felt like a regular small patch since a 2.0 update to me means big changes. But nothing really changed uh, in a big way. I'd argue that almost every released DLC is more worthy of the 2.0 moniker. There uh, is barely any felt change. So we can so we can feel the community is is like okay 2.0 that's that's huge armor 2.0 that that sounds even that that even sounds like a, a a next opus but no it's not it's the same game it's the 2.0 update and it feels like the community is actually happy to have certain features but it was expecting more I that, mean that's what we feel I mean, I, I, I don't know if I was really expecting too much at this point. Like this, this game, like you said at the start, has been out for like seven years, right? Like, I, I guess it's just that that two makes people expect something really big, I guess. Yeah, I think the naming is part of the disappointments uh, of, the, <laughs> of the community. But more on that right now. Yoris, um, without going into details uh, about the about future uh, projects, uh, can you tell us how many people are currently working on Arma 3 and its projects? Sure. Uh, well, we kind of detailed it uh, like in the beginning of the year, I believe, in one of our SITRAP development blogs. And we basically said that we are very happy to still be able to support Arma 3 so many years after the release. It's not something we necessarily expected to be able to do. Uh, but at the same time, it's true that the development team is nowhere near the size it was at the during the peak development years. Like we were, I think, approximately 80 to 100 developers at some point. But now we are a very modest uh, life ops team. And in fact, yeah, okay. most of the people in that team are not even full time assigned to Arma 3 anymore because they are needed uh, to work on Bohemia's future uh which is also very important but what is very cool to see we do have a lot of arma 3 development veterans still in the company who will occasionally pick out a feature or a fix or something and they will do it like on the side of their main job and mm. in that way still contribute um, how, how, oh sorry yep, you go. go on i was gonna say how, how long was the game supposed to last you said that like you weren't expecting to support it for this long well do you, do you, did you guys have any like idea for how long it was going to to be supported for at the start this is very hard to predict when you are mm. in the release phase and the whole story of armor 3 is that actually uh at like seven years ago arm or like eight years just before the release armor was in a kind of crisis uh, both in terms of the project itself and where where we were trying to get it to go, but actually weren't able to so much. And also there was the whole Greece incident, which was a massive uh, oh, like, yeah. crisis for us, of course, like on a personal level and a professional level. 
And there were several other things that happened at that time. For example, the shift to more digital distribution via Steam. And it all kind of led to this situation where at some point it was so bad that we were not even sure we would be able to release an Arma 3 at all. And then <laughs> in the end, I'm very proud of the team and all of us that we were able to get it out. And not only that, but kind of lay the foundation for however many years uh, the game would be relevant and people would play it and the modders would add a lot of their content. And yeah, well, like also I think, I think, the, I yeah, think we on. can say, we can clearly say that uh, the success of Armor 3 has, has uh, uh, gone, gone ahead of all expectations, clearly. I mean, the yes. game has true reached. Yeah. As well. Like um, I was speaking about it with our CEO, Marek Spaniel, recently. And even this year, it's really quite astounding how many new players still jump into the game, like hundreds of thousands. That's that's really cool to see. And and I'm probably going to say that for a lot of people um, that that think that um, a new a next opus should 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 come, but that's not the topic of the day. But uh, I mean, I think Bohemia Interactive is extremely um, lucky that so many new players are still coming to the game because that's I think one thing that is keeping the game alive. Uh, I mean, the the community of modders and and everything is obviously one big part of its life span yep, but very important but but i mean still having players come into a seven-year-old game is a great achievement uh, and it's it's sometimes it's a little bit tricky for us because i can fully understand that a new player they will not necessarily have this whole history of the last seven years and how it developed so they're just coming in fresh and they're like maybe not aware of the current development state <laughs> So they might still be expecting tons of new content and everything and like that's just not the reality at the moment we have to mostly focus towards the future while still trying to do our best to support arma 3. <laughs> and let's sorry, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry I've, I've just got this image in my head now of someone who's never played arma 3 before going through cof gray and being completely confused by everything yes. that's going on Exactly, because not only, yeah, like it, it is uh, probably the most hardcore firing drill that I've been able to do by design. Like I wanted it to be very challenging, but also mm. have a lot of fun, like Easter eggs and side notes for uh, veteran players. But I would recommend any new player to start with uh, Course of Fire Green, which is kind of the tutorial. Mm, exactly. I actually what, had, I, had I actually one gray. Sorry, it's complete complete tangent, but I'm just curious. I saw someone did did gray in like 30 seconds, and now I'm just looking it up because yeah, I know it got better. Well, the, the, there's a really challenging part of the gray and the balancing because there are so many bonus targets and opportunities for bonus uh, time deductions that mm. I would not be surprised if it is somehow possible to reach zero 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 zero, like. I haven't seen that. I think the closest uh, recorded time, so with evidence backing it up, was around uh, what was it like thirty second mark? Like I that, think that's, that's already I saw. insane. I'm not able to hit that myself even. Like, <laughs> but so since we're yeah. on the topic, it was it was scheduled for after, but but since we're on the topic, let's go with it. Um, the current record on Steam is seventeen seconds. 
Oh, what? <laughs> Which is completely <laughs> insane. I, I have no idea if that person was cheating or, or whatever. Um, probably. I, I don't know, honestly. We, we, well, we don't have any proof. So yeah, It's the hard part. Uh, we are aware that it is possible by certain means to exploit both achievements and leaderboards on Steam. Uh, both in and outside of the game, and some of it is really nearly impossible for us to uh, avoid. Now, with certain courses of fire, I can clearly say that two second times are really impossible, must be cheats. But with this particular one, with Gray, um, there is a theoretical possibility that it is a legit time, so that's why I can't really dismiss it. <laughs> does it um does it check if you're running any any additional add-ons when it records your time? Well, now you have just hit uh, my biggest failure with the uh... on its head, and it indeed doesn't. However, uh, I am sure, and I, I or I know that even if we would have uh, plugged that hole, uh, there would be still other ways to bypass it. So, yes, it would have helped, but it wouldn't all kinds of exploits and for me i kind of saw the leaderboards more as a kind of fun competitive thing to compare to your friends who hopefully are not cheating each other and and, and that's actually oh. how how i've been using it i mean that was clearly a challenge for me looking at the leaderboard of, of my own friends you know before yeah. before i i got on to two minutes you know because they're getting on to under two minutes unlocks a steam achievement and and it's actually really challenging if if you're just doing this for fun under yep. two minutes is is kind of uh, i mean a hard spot one thing which uh, uh, i will tell you what my times are <laughs> i'm not sure everyone knows but uh we have actually pre-release worked with one of the community members uh sap uh sap sin i believe is his full nickname and he was actually in this kind of friendly competition with the firing drills and our community manager, Niles, uh, a while back. And that's why we invited him to kind of benchmark our or this drill in advance. That's also why oh, his okay. name is on the top of the whiteboard leaderboard in the, <laughs> in the game itself. And I, wondered I think meanwhile, about that. He, he has even beat that his own time. So I have to update that whiteboard at some point. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make sure like what can someone who is really quite good at this uh, achieve? which I am not able to, so yeah. Well, also, I did just load it up just now. Apparently, since, since you recorded its uh, flash, it's actually someone, someone called the Nameless Baboon has logged a time of 10 seconds. 10 seconds, man. Yeah, so God. unsure whether that's true, but I, I would suggest anyone who wants to really uh, get kudos is to post videos. Yeah, post and videos. Just, um, that's true. Yeah. One YouTuber um, is is actually doing Ooh, that. Still. I mean, he's he's uh, he's posted. I think it was uh, thirty three seconds or 40, yeah. 43 seconds. I, I don't remember. But, but I still it... have the suspicion there are ways, especially when you if you've played it. At the end, there is this binary jukebox uh, which unlocks certain version specific uh, secrets. Let's say I think there are certain combinations possible to still be faster than what I've seen, but. Let's see. Mm -hmm. So are there any unsolved Easter eggs still pending currently? I think so. I've seen someone do like a Steam guide, which was really cool to see, and it was quite complete. I think there are some subtler ones, like some more inside joke kind of textures or these kind of things uh, that people still have to find. 
Okay, so clearly people still have to, to go through that drill. Uh, and we do encourage you to do it. Um, it, it. It is real fun. Even if uh, you're like me and you're not really too much into uh, firing drills, um, it, it was a great experience for me. Uh, first, unlocking all the Steam successes. Uh, that was really fun for me. And then actually going going through the challenge of, of doing a good time is in the end, I mean, for this one, I would argue that for others, uh, for example, the um, COF uh, pink, I think, or purple, I don't remember, purple, yeah. that, that that one is horrible. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the is marksman's that, one. The, one. Yeah, it's the one with the fog, it, it, isn't It's it? just horrible. That's a pretty brutal, yeah. I yeah. think, uh, <laughs> for example, uh, red one, like one of the basic ones, is a good benchmark. Like yeah. very simple, mm -hmm. quick to repeat. Yeah, and just, I, uh, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, uh, but still, I mean, go go through that um, that cough gray. It it, it is a, a good thing. So, what is the story behind two point zero? Go ahead and and just uh, speak your mind about um, what what led you to two point zero. What was the objective? What were your fears about two point zero? Because I know from good source that you Yoris Mian was were you were dreading 2.0. So go ahead and, and just give us more <laughs> intel about that. You have interesting sources, uh, but that's true. Like uh, we, we didn't kind of set out to release some massive update and call it 2.0. It's actually a, just a very simple technical evolution of our versioning approach. So we started this versioning all the way back to alpha 0.5. We thought we were giving it quite a lot of room so that we wouldn't run out of versions. And yet after seven years, and I think it's something like 80 main branch updates, we, well, we had no other way to go than uh, going from 1.9.8 to 2.0 for certain technical reasons. And like, I'm sure there may be some hacky way to not have to go there, but it was just not worth it. So. We ha we were just go back in work. time, change all of the numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we would probably create some kind of millennium bug and crash servers or something. It wasn't worth it. So that's where we were. And then actually this update oh. was kind of in between DLC releases. Like it was uh, the last bigger one was Old Man, of course. What we have on the horizon is the Art of War DLC. But this was kind of an in-between maintenance update. It was just going to be fixes and new script commands and these things. And then we were, I was like, well, but when we have a 2.0, players probably will expect at least something new. But we, were in the, we are in the reality that we just don't have a large team of developers able to create content still for Arma 3. So um, we were thinking, what can we do? And uh, this was one of the things we arrived at. And one of the simple reasons is firing drills are a thing that I personally am able to create myself without much help from others. So it was kind of a safe thing that I can do on site on the side of my other uh, duties. And I also really enjoy doing them. So that's why I started it. And then I kind of went a bit crazy with all of the version reference, like the Easter eggs for all the versions. Because once you start that, of course, I couldn't resist doing one for literally every version we've done. And it also to be a homage to the whole history of uh, Arma 3. And then the other elements, like the reskins, they kind of, we 
one of our colleagues, uh, Scott Alsworth, you might know him also as Kedormos, if I'm pronouncing that right. He was one of the winners of the Make Armand at War contest. Mm -hmm. He -hmm. has worked with us uh, in Amsterdam uh, on the contact expansion, but now he has had to move back to the UK where he's from and he still works with us full time as an external contractor. Yeah, I was going to talk about him in in a in a minute, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, he is really truly talented and a very cool guy, and he had done some of these uh, assets. Uh, I think he even may have released some of them as a mod or like before. So I was going to say, I thought I had seen some reskins on the workshop long ago. Some of them might have been out there, and we felt they could fit the theme of this. Course of Fire, which was CTRG oriented, and it kind of just looked badass. We had to clean it up a little bit for like a vanilla release, and then that's how we arrived at that. So there wasn't like some grand master plan of what will this version be. It was more, what can we realistically do? Have some nice free bonuses, throw it in there, and. I, I can really understand that people would expect maybe more from the name 2.00, but yeah, like we live in the real world and we do what we can. <laughs> and uh, I would, there are some other parts of the update that maybe not everyone is, is maybe so visible to everyone. Like obviously yeah. the compositions you've talked uh, about, we'll maybe talk about later more. There's a, sh- a load of new script commands and uh, engine tweaks and fixes, which were done by our uh, very talented uh, community programmers, uh, Killzone Kit and Deadman. Oh, uh, some of okay. you might know them. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and well, Deadman. I mean, Killzone taught me half of the scripting that I know through his blogs. Yeah, he's so very okay, talented. And he is working with us as an external contractor um, part time. And oh, then awesome. recently, uh, Deadman, who was also externally working with us, uh he has now actually joined us in our amsterdam studio i remember he was he was in the in the recruitment process last year when we were invited to uh to bohemia's uh, 20th birthday yeah and so we we were we were expecting um um an answer from him like any any time at that event that was real fun yeah and he's been very effective at uh like just reacting to certain community requests and script commands and even recently, uh, just after the update 2.0, he's already done some pretty impressive start up time optimizations, which will arrive to the next update. And it's really cool to still have him as a full-time support on Arma 3. That's He might be actually one of the few people who is currently really full-time Arma 3 developer. And one <laughs> of the big things he brought to the update, which is mainly benefiting server administrators, is uh, the 64-bit version of the Linux server. Like, it's not oh, something okay. super sexy to promote, but it is something that is cool for uh, servers. Yeah, well, definitely. So that's that's a that's a really big thing um, that a lot of people probably don't even notice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're probably going to notice that their Arma 3 Life server is suddenly running at a few more frames per second. For example, yeah. That's one of the big things with this update is basically it's, yeah, it doesn't bring physical uh, things that you can touch in armor, you know, um, new features, new new content, new campaigns, new modals, that kind of thing. But it's bringing a lot of features that people will uh, benefit from without actually seeing them 
uh, in live action. And, we hope and, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things that are, have been brought, fixes and new, uh, just like you said, and new features, new commands, engine and non-engine uh, for scriptures. So basically everything that is going to be created from now on is necessarily going to be better um, on the long term. Um, since we're on the topic, can you talk about that uh, that um, that feature added of uh, the composition feature, uh, the ability to be able to publish to the workshop certain compositions? Uh, yep. How did that come onto the table and where does that come from? Well, the, the kind of unfortunate thing is that uh, we had this feature in development and kind of the architecture of it was prepared during the main development of the Eden editor. So I don't know when that was, like a few years ago, I guess, already. And it was uh, Karel, uh, who is now lead designer in Amsterdam and a programmer who has meanwhile uh, no longer working with us. They did Eden editor and they prepared for publishing compositions to the Steam Workshop, but unfortunately, at that time, there wasn't uh, resources left to finish it and to get it done. Then it kind of oh, okay. went to our backlog wish list. And a few months ago, it was, in fact, our CEO, Marek, who reminded me that he would really like to see that feature still and that if there was any way, we should try to do it. So fortunately, I found one of the veteran uh, ARMA3 programmers in Brno, uh, Lukas Gregor. And he worked with me and several others to revive it. I, we, I must admit, it, like some parts of it were really well prepared already by Carol and uh, uh, Philip, the programmer. And so we were able to uh, finish it, at least to some basic degree, for this update. And it's really cool to see uh, the community like use of it and the public the publications on the workshop. I, I saw even Marek tweeting last night that he was very happy to see. Yeah, he, he tweeted last night saying that the, the he was super happy to see a lot yeah. of, of compositions on the workshop. And and there is there is one thing which we were not yet able to really uh, solve well. And you may have noticed that when you play certain complex compositions, some of the objects are like floating above each other and stuff. And okay. It actually, you can resolve it by, uh, in the Eden editor, there is this mode toggle called uh, vertical mode and surface snapping. And basically, uh, okay. I really, if you encounter this, I recommend that you play with those modes and then place the composition and you might get better results from it. Like most of these issues should be resolved by just using the correct mode. Fantastic feedback. Thank you, there. Joris. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. going to be a, a real uh, plus for people that were struggling with that feature. Um, it's a shame that we couldn't figure out a way that it is just automatic, but uh, we tried. And the problem is the only ways we found it would take away the freedom from the designer. Like we would force a certain way and it would create issues elsewhere. So we are still thinking mm. about this for the future. But if, if yeah, sorry. If, if, you're, if you're spawning it in with a script, does it? Is there a way you can toggle those modes? I'm just thinking how I'm I would not do it sure dynamically. Even, like, basically, the composition once you place it, it doesn't retain its status as a composition. It's just a set yeah. of separate objects. So, mm -hmm. in a way, a, a script that spawns objects is kind of already doing it in a similar way. And then you can use the different commands like setpos asl or setpos to 
affect what you want to do. So let's move on to um, the end of this interview. Uh, what is the hardest part of about fixing bugs on a legacy code? So, so for people that are unfamiliar with the word, a legacy code is ba basically when when you're, it's a code that has been created years ago and that has been just updated, 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 and and you're just working with that very old version of the code that that is uh, old and, and that has been used for countless updates. Um, and that was actually a question I saw that was addressed uh, to Marek um, last night. Um, and I really felt that it was something that you could uh, answer. I certainly will try. Um, <laughs> without a doubt, it's backwards compatibility. So Arma 3 is incredibly complex uh, not just the vanilla version of it is already like a m huge amount of moving parts and the platform and all the vanilla playable content the campaigns the missions everything but when you add on top of that more than seven years of community content and uh, the community tends to use the tools in very creative uh, almost sometimes hacky ways. And I love that, by the way, that's really cool <laughs> experimentation, but it creates this, uh, like library of content that when we fix stuff, there is a very strong risk that even if the fix is correct and good, it actually breaks that content. And we are even now so far into the release that a lot of this content is no longer updated. Like we have very active mods, like, you know, the cups, the A's, the CBA, RHS, all these are still up updated so they can react to changes. But there is also a lot of workshop and modding content that no one is, it's just there, it's being used and no one is really updating it anymore. So we cannot really afford to break it. And that is the big problem. Mm -hmm. Like we have, we know of a lot of things that we could do better now or optimize or fix or whatever. But the moment we do that, we might inadvertently break another part somewhere else. So, and it's very, very tricky. So now, for example, often when we add, we want to change a script command, but we deem it too risky. So we actually make an, uh, an alternative script command that has a different behavior is one way to deal with that. I was going to ask if that was the, the process, because I have noticed as we've gone along over the years, there's been lots of things that do kind of the same thing but yeah. slightly better turning up. I think one of the best examples of that is, is one command that goes back to Operation Flashpoint. And actually, the, <laughs> one of the first releases of, of Operation Flashpoint is the set damage. And set damage <laughs> yeah. at first was written with... Uh, I think two M's, which is uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it <laughs> in the French way, basically. Yeah, uh, exactly. And 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 then it was corrected, and then instead of just uh, correcting the command, it uh, the I think uh, the developers just uh, lifted the. I mean, uh, added yeah. a new command An that was, was with yeah, with only one M. Yeah, that and that's is... just that was even just for like uh, a, a tiny bit of backwards compatibility, just. Imagine now how how many times one command is potentially used throughout all the workshop missions. So if we change the behavior, like the return value, we really can break everything, even though it's a correct change. So 
This is something we have to, every fix we do, every addition, every tweak, this is a question on our minds. Well, it was a fantastic topic to, to talk about uh, with you, Joris. And to close up this interview, well, basically, we asked uh, you to provide a uh, song or music that you think describes you the best. And basically, oh, I'm the, I, I am the only one to know what it is. And I want you guys to, to, to have a live reaction of Cyrus uh, on this show. And if I, I'm warning you now, if you're listening to this podcast with in your car or with uh, he headphones or earplugs, please bring the sound down just a little bit. It's going to be punchy. <laughs> Let's listen oh, to dear. it. And it is called 20K Volts, Yellow Claw, and uh, Radical nice. Redemption. Uh, what's, what's your impression, Cyrus? So 20K Volts, I'm, I'm just going to put the whole thing on while I, while I think about that. But no, it's that, I, it, it, I, honestly, that checks out. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. So it's a very, very central European techno kind of thing, I think. Hell yeah. And my reaction <laughs> when he sent it to me was like, Okay, this guy is so calm. You know, he's just solving problems in armor <laughs> and in the inside, man. He's just a fucking monster. <laughs> I mean, yeah. may maybe maybe it's because I'm a programmer, but I'm just sort of like, yeah, that makes sense. That's what I'd listen to when I was programming. Well, to be fair, I I did submit two songs. There was the other one was a Jurassic Park calm melodic epic uh, soundtrack. <laughs> but uh, I must admit. I do like my uh, my hard style hardcore EDM raves, and uh, it just allows me to reset the mind, just go crazy for a night, and uh, yeah, that's why I like those. Joris Jan Vant Land, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you, Joris, for coming on the show. It was a great moment. Uh, we'll obviously invite you uh, very very soon for the next releases uh, for the Armor Three title. Thank you. Sure thing. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I wish, of course, the entire community all the best and uh, stay safe. Maybe one little teaser. Uh, last week, I also did uh, create finally documentation for Fire Angels and uh, Time Trials, plus added support Ooh. to publish them to Workshop. So in the next update, uh, I hope to see some of your own courses of fire. Oh, and yes. obviously, we'll be putting all the links uh, in the description. So be sure to check that out. Thank you, Joris. Have a nice day. And uh, introducing the second part of our uh, segments, or new segments to, to this podcast, I'm going to go with a presentation of the PVP and TVT organizations that are currently making noise in the armor scene. Oh. And first, we have FNF, which is Friday Night Fight. Might, maybe you guys know about these guys. I've never they heard are, of it before. Well, well, these guys have <laughs> been around for a long time. Uh, I spoke to a few of them, and the, basically the history of it is they were uh, NA uh, and EU organization that was in, 
I mean, first NA, obviously, it started in NA. They were mm -hmm. organizing basically weekly matches, um, uh, TVT, uh, for, for basically, uh, and uh, on Friday nights. That's why it's called Friday Night Fight. And uh, they recently expanded. They they picked up the the project and made it explode. The thing has just blown up. Um, thousands of players are uh, joining uh, this Friday oh, night wow. fight on a weekly basis. It's just terrific. These guys are uh, basically organizing weekly TVT. American versus Russia usually uh, usually doesn't really differ from from that modal, uh, and then it's every so it's every Friday on EU and on AA uh, NA. There's basically two big events on on both continents, uh, which is huge. I mean, uh, for some, some some organizations, just doing one uh, big event on one continent is already a challenge. Well, these guys mm -hmm. have so many people uh, engaged into TVT that they are able to do two TVTs per week, uh, depending on the... Um, on the on the continent uh, obviously you are able to attend na if you're from eu you're not restricted that the, that kind of thing but you have to register um uh, before thursday 7 p.m cet or whatever six o'clock basically wherever you are um okay. and 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 basically that's how you 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 hop onto their thing uh there's obviously a mod pack um usually it's rhs used uh i mean the the basis okay. uh, the basics but you can find all the details on their discord we'll put a link obviously and the one one amazing thing be is be before yeah before you go, what what do they do? What what type of team TV team is it? So it's it's community based or individually based, in individual mm -hmm. based. So basically, anyone can join, whether they're a community or an individual. Uh, it, it's not um it's not a real team versus team where you have names, big names, uh, you know, thrown themselves on each other okay. like a tournament. No, no, it's just it's just you pick a side. You just uh, register before the deadline. Uh, if you're if you're a community, obviously you'll be bringing more players, so you'll you'll be uh, you'll be uh, slotted first, in, and your slots will be reserved. Mm -hmm. And then if you're an individual, uh, you just um, you'll just be filling the the free slots at the end. Okay. And one big thing is that they have they have so many people that they have. Uh, now reached uh, the top three communities that do over 120 players in one game, which is wow. I'm okay. I, I I just need to 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 put a a, a point here is it's it's something that you cannot do easily in armor okay the no, engine definitely not the the engine is so restrictive that you over 100 players you'll have huge lags if you don't have a a concrete uh uh built um uh server see what i mean <laughs> 
And the amount of tweaks that it takes, technical tweaks, tweaks on the mission side, on the server side, on the scripting side, is huge for this kind of event. So they, they are obviously suffering some lags when there are really too much players, like over 150. But but in, in general, they have 120 players, 25 players, which is already wow. huge. And the other... The only other communities that do that are the Russians with uh, uh, WOG, which is weekly open games, and um, how are they called? Uh, uh, the, the Finns or the Swedish, I don't remember. Uh, it's Ama Sweden, I think. Uh, I don't remember, but that that will be for another episode. Um, mm. and, and these guys are the only three big communities that are achieving this uh, this amazing goal. Of, uh, yeah. of so many plays so check them out i'll obviously put a link to their discord in um in the in the description Sounds and then we good. have commule i really wanted to cover commule c-o-m-u-l commule uh mm-hmm. these guys are really super nice they are a association of spanish uh teams so for now, it's restricted to Spanish teams because they're really based in Spain and they really want to, to, to for now at least, to keep it uh, restricted to, to their own community. There are uh, Hispanic um, communities from America that, that come as well. But basically, the main language is Spanish. Uh, and these guys had uh, mm. this year, earlier this year, organized a very, very successful um event where they had featured uh, sniper units basically sniper duos a sniper and its observer uh and his observer sorry and and basically that was a competition uh it was a tv uh, it was a pvpve something like that they didn't have to to they they had to evade uh patrols but you know take down the the enemy um the enemy spotter team, a sniper team. Okay. So that, that's a gr- that was a great event, and it had a lot of success. And basically, they are doing uh, a new event this year. I mean, in this end of year, where they're actually featuring uh, a real TVT this time, Milsim TVT. So basically, it's uh, Milsim-based uh, competition between mm-hmm. Spanish or, I mean, Hispanic, um, uh, uh, Spanish-speaking teams. Uh, so each team comes in and represents his own his own flag, you know, and, and they, they basically uh, have a competition and, and wipe out the other team. And that, that's, uh, that's, how they, it's, that's how it goes. So Ooh. they will, they told me they will be opening up to the international soon. So keep an eye on these guys, because if you like TVT, Milsim TVT, these guys are the, the guys you want to, to hit up uh, in Europe uh, mm. for, for that kind of, of, of gameplay. So that's, that's mm. uh, about uh, the Milsim TVT world. But we Ooh, still have... Can, 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 I just, can I just quietly say, what is it with you Europeans and doing everything on a Thursday night? I can never join in. <laughs> well, the, the word is out, guys. You know, if you can organize that on weekends so that uh, Cyrus can join. And on mornings uh, as well, because his time zone is, is, you know, so far away from us. Night is fine. It ends up being like midday for me. So Okay, then night, night is fine. Then that's good. Mm. 
And last um, last uh, c- uh, community, no, I was going to say community, but no, uh, organization on my list is obviously ESM, for which I am part of. I do the, the development of Capture the Flag. So, you know, ESM uh, okay. already featured them on the show. They are mm. uh, the uh, Mills. Um, no, I was going to say Milsem. Oh, my God, no. Uh Esports um, in armor. Basically, they represent esports in armor, and they're currently having a league um, uh, this month. So basically, it's a um, it, it's a clearly an esport team versus team, uh, where basically these uh, uh, f- they have currently four teams that are competing every week. Uh, so if you want to see those matches, th- these matches ha- are casted uh, on Twitch. So you can you can watch. Uh, that is really, really interesting. Capture the Flag is an amazing game mode. I keep saying it. Uh, so that's completely different from the Milsim part. It's really arcade. Uh, but get get involved mm-hmm. with ESM if you're liking ES- esports in, in armor. Uh, it has been tweaked a lot to make it really comfortable for, for esports. It's not just... You know, dealing with the basic basic uh, armor uh, physics, you know, that, which is not complying to to esport rules, you know. Um, okay. So, so it's really really interesting. So the league is currently uh, on track right now. So go ahead and and hit them up on on Discord or on on Twitch uh, to watch the matches. And obviously, they're organizing uh, yearly um yearly uh, tournaments and leagues so hit them up uh, if you want to participate with your own team or community here we go and this was the end of our custom uh, segments so uh, you will see you Customized. next yeah we'll see you <laughs> next week for the next episode and the next episode next next week will be is it next week? We're doing it week by week. Are we? Sorry, not not next week. Next ah, month. Gotcha. Sorry, thank you. Oh, I was I was going to get too much involved and break down next week <laughs> as well. No, no, no. We're we're going to be basing basing base base basing yeah basing our um our podcast on a monthly uh, basis, mm-hmm. and that's a lot a lot of base. Um, and, uh, so that it, it really enables us to have more entertaining topics, uh, shows, I mean, uh, selected and filtered topics for you guys, uh, to, to listen to, uh, we, we really hope to bring you quality content and, you know, well-worked podcasts that really sound good. So that's, that's, um, that's one thing. And so for, for next month. Uh, the podcast will be f- uh, will be covering IP rights violations, which is a big, big topic in, inside the Armor Three community. Uh, so, for for those that don't know what IP is, uh, stay tuned. We'll explain everything about IP and the rights you have on your mods and and the violations that you you. you the community members uh, encounter and solve every week or day because that's uh, a really important problem that the community is facing so we really wanted to to introduce that topic media now uh how can people reach out to us cyrus uh well there is the discord of course where you can probably get me most of the time because i'm a very lazy worker and i will be able to answer that uh, you can get us on Twitter as well, and I'm sure there's one more thing that I'm forgetting. The, what is it, Flash? The email. You can send us an email. 
That's also. it. If you live in the 1990s, you can send us an email. Why not? Well, ye, ye, be <laughs> careful because we are getting uh, emails from from community members. So, so yeah, we we still have that email running. You can send us feedback uh, through email if you're not familiar with Discord. Uh, but but yeah, be sure to hit us up on media, um, social social media as like just like uh, Sarah said on Twitter. Uh, we're very active on Twitter and and uh, reactive, especially. Mm-hmm. And that that's about it. What a great episode, Cyrus. It was uh, it was fun to be back. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy to be talking armor again. Happy to be playing armor again. And uh, obviously we'll be seeing you next month for the next episode. Have a nice one and until next transmission radio silence. <laughs>